Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Boom. What is up, everybody? Thursday night live with uh, Chasing the Tide on the Paddle and Finn Podcast Network. We're going to try this again. A uh, little tournament recap action for tonight from the uh, last weekend's uh, Professional Redfish League, the Single Man Kayak Tournament. Um, good turnout for that event. Uh, Mr. Ron runs a good tight ship there uh pretty cool pretty cool for everybody to show up and hang out and everything we definitely had a good time after that um you know we're gonna have some of the guys on some of the top finishers from that event and we're gonna bring them in so uh right now i'm gonna go ahead and start bringing everybody in right now we got uh oscar alvarado coming in right now what's hey, going everyone. on tonight what's going on hey, hey there hey, he is all right mr thomas bulger tombo in the house what's going on Good evening, sir. Yes, sir. And Luis Jasso, what's up, my brother? What's going on, guys? Right on, man. We get all the fellas in here tonight. I think uh, 
Brian Richter might be joining on. I let him know to uh, come in whenever he could. Uh, he's a UPS driver and he's got a long route, I guess, today. <laughs> I guess the, the life of the of the UP uh, delivery driver. So, um, you know, if he can make it on, he's going to jump in here with us. Uh, but we're going to get the show rolling on. Uh, scheduled to go live seven fifteen, and we did it. We made it on time. You know, you know, you don't go live in a certain amount of time. They'll boot you out. So, yeah, it's all good. But yeah, man, I'm glad. Uh, Glad to have y'all on tonight, man. We're uh, just going to go through, um, you know, some insights and, and tactics, you know, we might have used during the event, share with people our experience on the water that day, uh, you know, dealing with, with what we had to deal with. And I think there was a, a incident that Oscar uh, saw happen, you know, we'll shed some light on that and, and uh, kind of see, see what opinions are about that and see what we can do to maybe uh, not have that happen again or, or, or raise some awareness about this. You know, it, it's it's pretty crazy. So uh, yeah, we're gonna get this started. You know, we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, you know everybody. We got some people coming on. Some people coming on. If y'all don't mind, uh, like and share. Share the. Go ahead and share that. Tap share and uh, share this uh, live stream to your. Uh, you know, share a post and let everybody know we're on right now. That'd be great. I'd be grateful for that. So, um, well, let's start out with uh, Oscar. You wanna. All right. Tell everybody uh, a little bit about yourself, you know, and uh, and we'll roll into uh, Sunday's uh, tournament. I'm Oscar Alvarado, sponsored by Redfish Nation, Stealth Rod Holders, and uh, Texas Power Paddle. So uh, I've been uh, at this for several years. I've had, actually since 2013, been on and off for the kayak scene and uh didn't take it seriously till about four or five years ago, and I uh, really started to uh, to learn and grow more and more throughout the day and throughout the sport as time went on. And um, you know, I just wanted to compete at a higher level. And um, you know, there's a group of fishermen who uh, just compet competitiveness, and you still have fun. It's a sport. It's a hobby, but. Uh, you know, obviously we're not going to make a living on it, but uh, we all have our jobs. But uh, when it's your passion, you know, you, you do what you can to uh, to enjoy and make some cash on the side. So, um, yeah, Sunday was an eventful day, to say the least. We had, a, I, said I had a, a friend who had uh, fished the tournament where so we were we were far apart we weren't even fishing the same area but uh come to find out he was standing on his pdl uh and this was probably around 11 30 and his pdl is probably 13 9 by 37 inches wide it's it's a heavy pdl so it's real stable but you can stand on him he's like maybe five six so uh he hears a boat in the distance and you know most of us when we're on the water and we hear a boat if you don't turn and look, then, you know, you got to be able to look around you and notice when a boat engine is, is coming. I just stop and look real quick just to see what's yeah, coming. Just to be aware and, you know, right. which direction yeah. they're coming from. If you need to adjust to hit their wake a certain way. Definitely. You know, sure. Yeah. So that that's the first thing. But when they come out of nowhere and you're fishing behind an island, uh, I think it took him by surprise that the boat actually would come that close to him and uh according to him he said that boat was around maybe 10 10 10 10 feet 11 12 feet away when he swam um, when that engine went you know at full speed right by him 
And most people think, you know, okay, that wake's not going to be as bad, but you've got to be able to turn your kayak and face the wake that's coming at you, that swell. But standing, he didn't have a chance to turn because right. it just went by so fast. And so standing, I mean, you probably got to be double aware of your surroundings. True. True to that, for sure. So standing, he actually um, said he looked, blew his whistle, hollered when he when he actually saw the boat coming closer than he should have. And uh, as the boat passed by, he said he, he saw the wave started hitting his from the side and instead of just waiting for the boat to tip he jumped out water was probably up to his neck i mean uh, as far as the ground you know he didn't really sink and uh as he jumped one of the fish hooks uh got him in the arm and it actually oh, wow. went through his arm but uh even at that you know he was trying to keep his balance and on the water he manages to get back to his kayak, but as he looks behind him, there's an older gentleman who got flipped, maybe about 10, 15 yards behind him. Now, this older gentleman, uh, his life jacket is the old school life jacket. It's the orange ones. Well, it wasn't performing well. And uh, he rushed over there because the old man started calling for help. And he and he get over there and he grabbed a hold of him and since that kayak is so heavy, my buddy's kayak, he's able to pull him up onto his kayak and uh, keep him from drowning. But obviously, I don't know that area. The water's real deep near the island. Yeah. So he lost all his gear. Yeah. And so it depends on what kind of kayak you're in too. Kayaks are very yeah. difficult to get back upright. One thing right. that will aid in that is, is anybody listening. Get a paddle float. You blow it up like a pool float and attaches to your one of your blades of your paddle. You put that under your seat and you wedge it in there. So when you go to flip flip your kayak back over, you can use a strap. I usually have an extra strap on mine that hmm, I use to roll it back over. But that you paddle float, that? once you get it rolled back over and you know you get everything clear, that paddle float will allow your kayak when you go to jump back in on that same side that it helps. It's like an extra. It's like a pontoon on that side. It helps keep your kayak upright when you go to jump back in. So well, anybody listening out there, seen it. Jeff Little's got some videos on that on his YouTube channel, The Little Stuff. Go check it out. You can see what I'm talking about on that if you need to, because uh, it's definitely a big help to get back in your boat when you need to be, oh. especially if you're in water, you know, over waist deep. It helps a lot. He, he eventually um, got the kayak back over, like you were saying, uh, Dustin, but... They, they, it took some work. Oh, yeah. The old man got back into the kayak, but he was in he wasn't in any shape to to paddle back to the truck. So my buddy just hooked his line to his kayak and uh, kind of towed him in, so to speak. Man, props to your brother, buddy, for doing that, man. That's a good Samaritan yeah. right there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Luckily, he, uh, he was close by because it could have ended up ended up a lot worse, you know. Oh, uh, and and I asked my buddy. I said, if you saw that boat again, would you recognize it? And he says, I would. I, he said that, that they went by, looked back, saw what happened, and they just had a beer in their hand. There was two girls and a guy, and they just pulled up a beer and pulled up a beer, and they kept driving. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like a hit and run if, if you're thinking about being on a vehicle. You know, oh, yeah, that, for sure. Good Samaritan law. So 
maybe they may pass a law one day on the water that affects the Good Samaritan law. Oh, I may be aware how, how much this happens. You, you, I mean, you'd be crazy to, to realize how much this does happen. Anybody else? Yeah. Lu, Luis or, or Tombo, you ever had anything like that? A little close call or something? Uh, in the circle. Uh, yeah. Luis? Yeah. Uh, well, that, that same day of the tournament, I had a boat uh, cut off my drift about maybe, it was about maybe like 30 yards. Yeah. Just came right up on yeah. me and sat down right in front of you. Yeah, they like yep. to do that too. They like to burn a shoreline in between you and the bank you're fishing yep. and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's all good to work on the water together, but when they think of you as an inferior angler, that's when it starts making you upset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know everybody can relate to that because it happens in the, on the bass fish, on the lakes too. They just pull right in front of you. And being an old, dumb jarhead like I am, I like to get a little rowdy sometimes. <laughs> I might say a few choice words and might say, hey, I hope y'all don't catch another damn fish. And I'll still catch fish behind you. So just yep. do what you're going to do. I'm still going to catch the fish behind you. You know, some, you can't control other people. That's what my wife always tells me. Well, you can't. You can't go super aggro because you can't control them, you know. So... You know, through the years, I've, you know, had to, you got to learn how to tone it down a notch. You know, you can't go old Marine Corps on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. Tombo, what about you? You ever had anything like that happen? Uh, the boat's uh, a little too close for comfort, you know, situation. I put, but I have flipped in a surf before. And then what you were oh, talking yeah. about, trying to, if I had a strap, it was a yeah. pro angler, and I couldn't touch the bottom. And the other guy swam out to help me. Neither one of us could do it until we could touch the bottom. But if I had a strap yeah. to put over there, then I could get back in. But reentry was not an option for me. That's a big deal. Um, water safety. See, uh, my last year in the Marine Corps, I taught water survival instruction. And that's a pretty damn hard thing to do. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, sir. Um, but that's a, that's a thing to do. If you're on the water by yourself, you have to self-rescue. I know we're, we're drifting off of this, the, the tactics in there, our game plan and the tournament and all this. But right now, but this is this is pretty important stuff. And yep. once again, thanks for everybody commenting down there. Uh, Rex Hoyt's on, Tackle Box Breakdown. What's up, my brother? Shannon Sawyer's on, you know, shared it a bunch of times to the groups. We're starting to get some viewers and stuff on. So cool. Appreciate that, everybody. And then, like, if anybody else has any questions, too, just let us know. I'm kind of glancing at the comments here, here and there to keep up with that. But, you know. It is an important issue to self to learn how to self rescue. And if you if you've never done it, if you've never capsized a kayak, just go out one day with no gear and a pair of swim trunks, and you go to a local lake or pond. The water's not bad, or you know, or go to the flats just to check it out and do it do it to yourself and see what it's like because that's going to help you in the long run for sure, for sure. Oh yeah. But as far as myself, I've I've turtled. I've turtled twice. Um, both times were my error, but you learn. Uh, but when I turtled, I, I was grateful though the water was pretty shallow, so it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, a ego probably gets more uh, damaged than anything. Right. Else. Yep. For sure. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. My so, mine is seeing a redfish, and all logic was out the window. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So. So that ego kind of, if you just let that ego go and you just be grateful for it, you're still being yeah. still alive. I think that that's when it just kind of begins to, to, uh, to work on you. And then you realize, you know, the mistakes you make, right. On different, I had a pro angler at the time and, uh, they come with us 
a little safety snap snap yes in the back seat well that snap i didn't snap that back seat on so when i leaned over the seat doesn't have anything else to hold the seat on not locked in so it just rocked the seat just rocked over and uh, so did i <laughs> oh yeah for sure but you know you think about all the advancements in, in kayaks nowadays the um yeah, incredible you know with the pedal drives with the everybody we're run, running motors and this and that we're getting further away from our launch points and if you're by yourself and you come into a situation you know it all comes down to self-rescue i can't preach that enough and i can't preach pfts enough i mean and i taught water survival instruction i mean i I know how to swim and I swim really well and I surf big waves all over the world. Oh, and I was still wearing my PFD okay. in shallow water. doesn't matter if that won't speak volumes. I don't know what else to say to people because right. you'll try to post and promote PFD safety all the time. And people will be running a mouth talking about, Ooh, PFD Nazis out. You know, it drives me crazy because I really want to, you know, when you represent bands, you got to come off the right way, you know, that's right. So, so I don't force feed people, but I like to bring stuff to light. And that so speaks volumes right there. Do you prefer the uh, inflatables or do you prefer, no. you know, what do you think about the inflatables compared to the uh, PFDs that are already inflated that I have you just zip them up? Well, if you get, if you get wet or you get rained on, they're going to blow up. <laughs> Actually, it hadn't, didn't happen to me. <laughs> if you get soaked pretty good, it's, it'll get yeah, you. That's the automatic inflators though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones with the automatic, but the ones with the pull string. I mean, what happens if you if you if you bang your head? I could tell you what way happened. out. I can yeah. tell you. I had <laughs> the ones. It was I won in a contest that it was really old, so I'm gonna see how this thing works. I pulled the uh, string, and the uh, CO2 cartridge was never installed. Ah. Oh, wow. So yeah. I learned uh, when it's hot. I have two PFDs. When it's a little cooler, I'll get the full one, and then it's hot. And uh, no one has to tell me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they're Coast Guard approved. I mean, that's great. I mean, to each their own. Um, yeah, I just I just prefer the other ones. They're a little. <laughs> the ranch waters are tasting good right now. It's Cinco de Drinko, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Yeah, safety first, y'all. That's, that's all I know. Hey, so, um, Oscar, tell me about uh, your date. Did you you start out um, on some fish pretty good, hot and heavy, or did you have to work uh, and coal your fish up? I'm listening. By, let's see, by uh, 15 minutes into the tournament, I had 12 pounds. So uh, I drifted out towards uh, towards the uh, the wind, pushing me out towards towards uh, the boat hole, mm -hmm. going uh, going towards uh, you know. Laguna North, and uh, yes. as I'm drifting, um, <clears throat> but uh, but you get into a pocket where you just—I don't know if you recognize water. I'm, I'm, we're at anglers are at this level when you look down and you see fishable water. That's what I call it. You can kind of tell when the water is the right depth. There's sand pockets. There's grass. There's bait. I mean, the whole thing is kind of like. It's 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 like that light comes on in your mind yep. and you're like, this oh yeah, is good. So when I began to drift it, I put my power pole down and so I drift into the fish because they were holding in that <clears throat> bait fish right yep. to them. like I think redfish are real lazy, you know. Yeah. 
the bigger ones, you know, they're, they're going to wait for the food to come to them. So I drifted over the boat hole, but I, I thought they would be on the inside, but actually they were on the outside on the, on the far side of the wind. So, uh, I'm glad I continued going cause I wasn't catching anything until I got to the far side and they were waiting for them bait fish on the shallow side Get pushed inside. Yep. Pushed yep. by the wind. Yeah. Every, every, every fish I caught was on, on windblown shorelines for sure. Um, you know, so, like you said, fishing those flats, you, you got to pay attention. Um, yeah, if I'm in a spot and the, the fish aren't following my spoon or my lure, if there's no little pinfish or something following my lure in, then I'm kind of moving along. <laughs> I'm right. getting out of there. And of course, throwing something different, I threw uh, down south, uh, black and shark shoes, one eighth ounce. Uh, and uh, I tied on, uh, I got a 15 pound uh, fluorocarbon with an FG knot tied mm -hmm. to a Power Pro, 10 pound Power Pro. So the FG knot is um i guess it's uh and there, there's no really right way or wrong way to tie whatever knot people are comfortable with but for me i'm i'm, I'm tied the fg knot for years and uh some people use swivels some people don't some people tie directly there's no wrong or right answer yeah. but just whatever makes you feel comfortable but uh yeah the fish uh and i started that's <clears throat> a catchable fish i had to I, that, that i was could call about Maybe, maybe I guess around 11, probably 11, maybe 15, 12 o'clock, something like that. I finally caught uh, almost a 27 and 5 eighths, really close to 28. So uh, I was um, I was pleased. So I called, released one. And so from that point forward, uh, I fished another hour and a half, maybe, yeah, about an hour and a half. Landed a 28 and a half. Uh, you know, I landed a lot of five pounds, but nothing to help yeah. me as far as no. the weight. And then to top it off, uh, I'm, I'm kind of new with the, uh, the live whale game and I'm learning it. So, uh, I'm, uh, learning how to, um, use my live whale to my advantage, but, uh, I had my, you have it on your thing. kayak with you. Well, you know, that, that was an idea, but, uh, no, I didn't have it with me. I okay. had a live whale stringer. I mean, I'm sorry. I had a stringer. But that's designed to keep fish separate, so they yes. don't. Yes. Yeah. The fish eye makes a great one, and then uh, <clears throat> what's we call it? Keep. Uh, yeah. The, uh, keep really. Yeah. Keep really. Keep right. really. Yeah. Keep really makes one. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, don't get me that it worked, but uh, I guess just from the time I had him, the stress of these fish, and mm -hmm. then of course uh, loading kayaks up. The water's warm right off the right off the shore. That water's real warm, so that may have affected the bigger fish. Got him in my yep. live well in my truck, put on my G juice, got my aerators going, and then the drive back to uh, to Aransas. Uh, that uh, I guess that put too much stress on the big one. So I originally had thirteen point eight. Yep, but uh, I lost half a pound, so it pushed me down to thirteen three one. Yep. And I had both my fish live, which pushed me ahead of there you. you go, because I had uh, I had my live well on my kayak, but I didn't actually put them on there. Put them in a live well until about eleven fifteen. Um, I probably could have fished a little longer, um, but you know, I caught my twenty five and a half. You know, probably about ten thirty, and then the bite was kind of slower. I was catching a bunch of twenty twos and twenty threes, which that's where I started out catching. 
And I had another good one wrap a double D around my rock guard on my torpedo and shake herself off. That would have pushed me even higher if I'd have put her in the dang boat. But you know, you know, you can't ever depend on that. So it is what it is. Right. But I, I didn't run my recirculator until I got back to the truck. All I did in my live well was have my oxygen going at O2. I got a bottle with O2 on my live well. I got a divider that keeps the fish upright. I'll give, I'll give that hint to people. And G-Juice goes a long way. Um, another thing is, is if you're in an area that you can put a stakeout pole down and tie your string or two without anything else messing with the fish, do that because that keeps you from dragging them fish around way too much, especially if you're running a motor. If I'm on a motor, that slows me down way. If I was dragging a string over the motor, I'm not going over two miles an hour with them fish because you're going you're gonna to kill them. So there's been some some learning curves with the live well. I mean, and it does add a lot of weight. That's about seven gallons of water and 14 pounds of redfish on the front of your kayak. And luckily, yeah. I've got a, you are right. You know, open deck. When you plan on keeping a fish, you can pull them at five, four, five, four miles an hour. It doesn't matter. But in a tournament, yeah. you fight. You yeah. have to really pay attention to how fast you're moving. Because uh, they, you're pulling them over the top of the water, and there's grass yeah. inside them, and there's all kinds yep. of. You know, especially if there's shell around, you don't want to beat them up on the shell, and you know, uh, and yeah, so just I, it's stress them out and all that good stuff. Y'all, Tombo, you run a stringer, or did you have a live well with you too? I got a stringer that uh, it, it's a wire and it, it clips on. Yeah, and uh, it was Phil Fishman who showed me how to properly string the fish up so they stay alive. I gave him credit, and then you run a real thin wire leader, real thin wire. Well, it's it's a it's like the old uh, freshwater clips. Yeah. Know, oh yeah. Seal, and then they're bigger clips, and then I hook it up through the through the bottom lip through some thin membrane, and come up through the top lip through some thin membrane. That way, uh -huh. the fish is able to open its mouth, open, close its mouth, and I've I've brown fished before before like that. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's what we use. There's a callable. Uh, Fish hider to keep reeling, um, and I can move the, has the clip. Yeah. that clip up and down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Space the fish out. It's got a smaller float. They can swim deep. Yep, it's a good thing. I'm fishing in shallow water, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stake my fish out. I'm gonna find yep. some water movement, and then I'll stake them out there. Yep, that's a big plus too. And another yeah. one is is have a have a fish bag on your kayak, and if they get real bad, you throw them in that fish bag with a couple of them pogey uh, bait saver. <laughs> tablets uh, I, and throw I, them in there and over oxygenate them then they get real mad <laughs> i'd like to hear about lewis's day because yeah yeah yeah, yeah i want to hear about his day too um you know tom <laughs> anything you want to share with uh how your day went before we get to uh, lewis please i i enjoy the hunt and then yeah i just kind of came to that conclusion I, my water i'm fishing is like you know five inches at the most which is hard to do because of the tides you know so, yeah I got to be flexible, but in the morning, um, I went to my spot and, and then I, I, the water's real high, they were a foot deep, so I couldn't, I just went up spooking the fish. They weren't very active. A blind casting hooked into a lower slot fish and caught a 22 and I strung it up. But, but that's all I saw in this place. This, this, this is not a tournament place. Um, so I let it go and then went to my plan B, saw some good fish up shallow, and then my, first fish I saw was this 
you know, great big hump sticking out of the water. And I thought, oh, it's a gut all excited like a kid. And I always do. <laughs> I wound up getting some of the worst cast out there. And I, I finally thought I threw it well. And I spooked that fish. And it's still running. It, it just took off. And that's the end of that. And then around 920, the fish became active. They were yep. Bulldog. That's when I had my best bites was right there, 930, 920 to 10, 930, 1030. Yep. I, and I got to upgrade a couple of times, and then I thought about 10:20, I'm ready to go in. And I looked up, and here comes a bigger school of, of not, not numbers, but bigger fish. And that was the last fish I caught. Yeah. And then I needed need to take care of business, and it took me forever to get back. It was an hour and a half to paddle with. The, I had three fish. I, I couldn't tell which one's the biggest one, so I went and uh, went to my neighbor's house and got the scale out, and he showed me which the two biggest ones. And I have a transformer at home. My lab well is just like a, a bilge pump with a PVC with with slits in it, and mm -hmm. it glues on the end of an igloo thing. And that's the biggest one I could stick in my poor little Jeep. I had to move the seat all the way up. Yeah. But it was tough. <laughs> and then uh, put some of that blue Jeep juice. Yeah, jungle good juice. stuff. And uh, I had trouble getting the fish out. They're so lively. Oh yeah. Whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. The G juice helps rejuvenate their slime layer. And it cuts the ammonia out in the water. It yep. Does and some then, good stuff for them. And then when uh, I, I hooked them up to uh, a transformer in my house just to keep it going, and took a shower and all like that, and then came back to weigh in about one o'clock and. Good old Oscar, sixteen pounds, and it's like, good lord! And I just oh yeah, get, Brian, yeah, Brian, sixteen. Uh, I'm sorry, two seven or, or yeah, something like six know, three seven sixteen. Seven. Two, I know his weights. I don't keep forgetting his name. His weights was sixteen two seven, as big as redfish was eight point five seven. Eight five seven, and I kept going backwards from there. People yeah, in and it's like, then Oscar weighed in ahead of me, but he had uh, one die on him, and then. Uh, I kept waiting for two people to come in. That was a uh, fish man and she's uh, Matt Murphy and Chris Castro and Halberdier that didn't, didn't show up. Yeah, I was waiting Castro. on them too. I think we all were waiting on them once we got there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all. And then again, yeah. I said, "Man, this backward stuff's got to go." I kept yeah. trying to use the old Kunaz Grigri with the two fingers pointing at him, trying to get get the weights down. And yep, but. Um, it, it was it was a lot of fun and then the longer it took to uh, get the weights all in and in the, in the programs the more people drank beer and drunker they got i guess and, oh yeah we were we were kind of lively there for a little while at the end because once they said top three the rest can drink and i was like oh yeah give me them margaritas with the tahine on them and i was like well, yeah but, it was good but, stuff. Uh, <laughs> but but the biggest thing i did wrong was i pressed in the morning Got to catch a fish, and I was like, I had to talk myself down. I was like, go have fun. Yeah, everything fell into place. It was, it was a lot of fun catching the fish. For sure. What'd you catch them on? Soft plastic. Uh, gulp. Gulp. Smallest thing you could like. A, they call it a swimming mullet. It's like yeah. Mm -hmm. With a uh, my hooks are, uh, I'm using like a stab block on a on a one knot hook. Because mm -hmm. uh, the spiral ones that come, I try to do that. It comes out the side and everything. It's like. It's just what works for me. I'm using light. I'm using like ten pound test, like Oscar does. Yeah. But that that's my cup of tea, I guess you could yeah. say. A lot of side casting too. Just looking for activity. All, all side casting, everything. Yeah. I've got. 
cool. Yeah, I, I I got into a really good wake bake bite, and that's all they wanted. I mean, I caught a couple on plastic early blind casting, but yeah, the wake bake thing is something my friend Justin Coglin got me into. Yeah. And then, uh, but I'm during the contest. I'm gonna go with what I know. I'm not gonna experiment. Right, right, right. But, but um, I'll get ready to experiment tomorrow. I think you try oh, yeah. the fish strengths. That's what I say. Fish strengths. Yep, fish strengths. That definitely pays off in the long run. Yep. Sure does. And I'm well, not gonna shoot. have. I'm not gonna have a problem with the boat where I go. Yeah, that's how I am. The, boat, boat. Some of the stuff I fish. <laughs> there's no boats coming back there besides airboats in the winter oh, duck hunting. I forgot about <laughs> them things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, Lewis, come on. Yeah. Mr. You got? 15 pounds and something else is. What'd you have? 15 and a half? 15, 27. 15, 27, second place. Second place. Yes, sir. So uh, I'm Luis Hasso. I'm sponsored by Old Town Canoes and Kayaks, Stealth Rod Holders, and Stank Croix Rods. Uh, got out the water, started out, launched about. About, say about 5:45, started heading out to Laguna, Middle Islands. You know, uh, first catch was at 6:24. Mm. I didn't catch my for, for, legally tournament first catch was 6:24, but I didn't catch till about 6:27 and a half. <laughs> exact time, right there. Hey, y'all yeah. heard it here first, though. He, right? <laughs> he waited three and a half minutes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, started casting, and I'm using a state court rod, uh, Mojo Yak series, seven, seven footer, medium, medium light, fast. Yeah, I like the fast rod, you know, it's real sensitive. I can feel everything that feel it has everything, on it, especially with you know, you feel everything yep. And I'm and I'm using only 10 pound J braid. The, to be exact, the hunter green color, the green, green, green color. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm using a J braid, 10 pound green, uh, with a uh, floral leader, fluorocarbon leader. Uh, let's see, 15 pound? Yeah, 15 pound fluorocarbon leader. I use it about maybe two feet, two feet tied up to my braid, to my uh, lure, two feet. Maybe it's, a, I mean, it's, Personal preference, I use it two feet. Some people a foot, a foot and a half, but I just use it two feet just in case I need a, you know, if I lose a lure, I can always retie and don't have to cut another piece. Right, exactly. So uh, I have extra line, which it doesn't affect anything. So first cast, you know, I started casting within about the fifth cast. I hooked up to a 23 and a half inch red over about five and a half pounds. Uh, that time it was 705 uh kept casting hooked on to another red 24 inch weighed about almost six pounds or five and a half so and that's at that that's point, fat for laguna especially it is you know it is last year those fish were all like seven seven and a half this time of year right There's yeah they're big, they're big fish, fish. I, yeah i'll just add real quick i pre-fished the week before on laguna and was averaging eight pound fish in there wow yeah, it was. and then I just decided not to fish it because of the wind and different things, and the boats being right. two days before. But yeah, yep. keep going, brother. Sorry. So uh, yeah, you know, by seven oh five, I already had two good reds, eleven, a little over eleven pounds. Yep. But you know, you and I and Oscar and Tombo and all everybody knows in this tournament, that's not going to cut it. Nope. Yeah, that ain't going to cut it. So you know, just kept fishing. Uh, 
I kept looking for favorable redfish terrain. Uh, so I got closer to the islands and where there's more sand pockets, grass, yep. you know, yes, and just started casting within about a third <clears throat> cast. Bam, I got a good one, you know, started taking drag, drag, pulling, pulling, pulling. Uh, ended up bringing them in as he got closer to the net. I knew he was either going to be close to 28 or oversized. So uh, once I netted him, put him on the boat. Got the check it stick, elite check it stick, the official of the Sirius, and uh, put it across my my boat, my Predator PDL, and measured them, and he measured twenty seven and five eighths. That's so what I'm talking about right there. That was a good one. Uh, got the scale out, and when I weighed him, he weighed eight pounds exact. Yep. So uh, you know that I know that was a good one. So I let go of my twenty three. And a half, which is my smallest, cold him out, let him go, put this one on the stringer. And I do use two stringers, so to string each fish on each uh each one. So very smart, very smart. Yeah. And how I do that is I hook them from the top to the bottom so they can swim freely, you know, and they don't the yep. the float doesn't drag them sideways. What kind so of stringer? Little string. sticky pants with a little bitty float? Uh, predator stringers. Predator. There you go. Yeah, okay. by a mono cast. Yeah, they make a yeah. good one. Yes, they do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had two of those, and I put each fish on that. So, caught that 27 and 5 eight, stringed them up. I knew that I was in, you know, good shape at that time. Still needed a, another 8-pounder or less or even more. So, uh, kept doing my drift, kept casting. Within five minutes later, bam, I hooked onto another good one. And this time, this one was pulling even more drag. Get that heart racing, yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. I got my heart <laughs> pumping. And, you know, I was just never let that rod go from here. Uh, as he got he started, as he got closer to the boat, he took off just running to the side. And I picked up my power pole a little bit and because I had it down a little bit to slow down my drift. Yeah. And uh, so it can drag in the water, slow down the drift. So he started going in the back, so I picked it all the way up so it don't get caught because I'm only using 10-pound braid, J-braid, so For you, sure. know, you never know. He did a 360, did another 360, and then finally, you know, I was able to reach out and pull him in a little bit, gain some, gain some line on him, and I just reached out and netted him real quick. You know, left him in the water a little bit while I got my lure off. Yeah. Then, you know, I got his tail and started doing this because I know it was a pretty good fight, you know. Seven minute fight. So, uh, you know, once I netted him, let him in the water, then got the lure out, dragged his tail a little bit, gave him some oxygen, and then finally I put him in the boat, measured him, and he measured 20, 27 and a half. Yeah. So, uh, man, that was a good one. So, uh, 20, so 27 and three quarters, I'm sorry, 27 and three quarters. Nice. And uh, when I weighed him, he weighed a little bit over seven, almost eight pounds, seven point nine seven pounds almost eight pounds yeah and so i knew at that point that i was i was gonna be in the money pretty good you know, yeah. doing yeah. pretty good you know because i had over 15 pounds so uh but i didn't give up i uh you know i, I put my 24 inch red you know i let him go and i just kept casting had, maybe for I, that I, upgrade I, yep Yep, I kept casting to try to upgrade. I wasn't satisfied with, you know, over 15 pounds. Oh, yeah, same. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I just kept casting, kept casting, and for the next, you know, 
at uh, when I caught my my two fish, I was already eleven. It was eleven thirty, so yeah. I was planning to, you know, by I only fished about another hour by an hour and a half by one thirty. I was already heading back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I just I found sand pockets with you know grass, and uh, I was able to get two good ones. And sure. I, I caught yeah. them, and I yeah. caught them closer to the island. So, uh, you know that the the shoreline where the wind was pushing all the bait into. Yep. So, yeah, that's what that's yep. where I had my success. I have so, a question. Uh, yes, sir. Tombo. When you had a big fish on, I have what's called the, the, the fisherman's prayer. Praying, please don't come off. <laughs> yeah, don't come off. I need you. I need you. I have one of them too. <laughs> Until it gets to the net, I don't. I'm a little kid. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing, man. I was like, man, please don't come off. I need you right now. I need you. <laughs> That's how I felt. Yeah, that, that so, twenty-seven and a half I had was seven nine seven. Um, at oh scale. yeah. Um, so and you know, a little over eight on the boga, and I thought I was like, oh yeah, this was good. And uh, when I got to her, when I saw her coming in to to net her, she was hooked on the outside of the mouth with one little treble hook left on that wake bait. So I was like, wow. really quick, really reached out and netted her real fast. You know. Right. And then it wasn't three casts later. So I got that three, that 25 and a half, you know, and I did pull off two more pretty good ones. And and I knew, I was like, man, you know, I might have almost 14 pounds, you know, by what I saw on the boga. And I was like, all right, I'm about to, I'm going to keep fishing though. And then head on, you know, head on in. I got back to the, to the launch area about, about 1230. So by the time I loaded up, that'll put me back about 230 at the, at the weigh in. You know, I was about an hour oh, yeah. from the way in. So I had a little longer drive, but I pushed it to the last minute to try to get all the fishing that I can. The longer that lure stays in the water, the more fish you got to catch them in fish. Yep. Did anyone carry oh, yeah. a weight scale with them? A scale, a weight scale to see what weight? Yep. The boga. A boga or I don't have a digital scale, but there's some really good ones out there that you could you could get. But a boga, you know, it, it works on, in a pinch, you know. I, can, I got one came in today. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a plus to have a digital scale for sure. It was real. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that's what helped. So I was using uh, after I caught my, my two that I turned in. I must have had eight to ten more reds in the five and the five and a half. And oh yeah. If anything wasn't over six, but I had a six on. I just kept <clears> had released them and released them. But you know, it can be deceiving because you're excited in the moment you see it. Yeah, we don't weigh it for sure. To let you know because some can be thin and long, yes, and be chunky and shorter. Well, the chunky shorters actually can give you a more weight. So yeah, sure. Be, so I do recommend have giving. Yeah, they was eating and they were active. That nine, nine o'clock to ten thirty, I probably caught over twenty five redfish. You know, <laughs> they were stupid. Oh yeah, everybody yeah. Everybody yeah about the winds, and I'm like, you know, the winds. That's your friend. You know, take advantage of it because I use a wind sock. And I don't know if anyone uses them, but yes, on the flats I do for sure. Right, and so if, if I'm drifting over the bow hole, that's that's deeper water, so I have to really be careful. But that windsock slowed me down um, enough to where I could concentrate a little bit more at the edges and um, and work work it a little slower. Of course, the wider your sock, the slower. And so people ask me, how far do you allow it to go out? I say about thirty feet. You know. Oh yeah. Um, and so just be prepared when you pull it in to make yourself really get prepared as you're pulling to 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 adjust your weight on your chair because you. if you're Thank not you. ready. So I want people to yeah. know that 
you're pulling in a, you know, a drift sock sitting down, um, <clears throat> you know, just be prepared for that weight that's going to be pulling on you. Yeah. I don't want no mine. One to mine has a separate um, attachment that I can collapse it with. You pull a different rope and it collapses it. And you just pull it straight in without having any drag. Okay. I need to get with me. Yeah. Uh, find out because that's a safety good thing for safety there. I like that. Uh, get with me later, Dustin. I'd like to see what. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me the link. So, and, uh, so yeah, I was uh, I was using uh downside lures and A and M lures. Uh, the A and M lure, the midnight mullet. This guy right here. Mm-hmm. With the quarter ounce jig, man, I was tearing them up. Oh this yeah. This one right here, Zach. Burning Zach it or one. just twitching it across the sand sand pockets. I was just twitching it across yeah. the sand pockets. Oh yeah. Bam! They were slamming it. Oh yeah, so Murdered. this one right here is a good one to get right there. Uh, yes, sir. And that's what it's uh, pretty centered in the front. Very similar. To the in the front. Almost like a oh, baby yeah. bass color. Uh, Grande kickback shad on the eight yeah, ounce uh, black <clears throat> Texas rattler jig head. Uh, I caught some twenty threes and twenty fours. I caught a lot, you know, right in the five pound range. I caught a lot that morning. So I had two twenty fours on the stringer before I caught them. You know, twenty seven and a half and a twenty five and a half is definitely. Uh, they were keying nice. in on uh, on Menhaden, you know, about three inch Menhaden, and I, I put that gold that gold wake bait just was destroying them. I just I just couldn't put it down. <laughs> I have a question for everybody. Uh, how long have you been uh, fishing in kayak? Oh yeah, go ahead. I'll so, or, or, uh, I've been since 2013. <clears throat> I started off with the Heritage Redfish Edition. Uh, it was there wasn't even a seat. It was like a it was like an indention in the plastic. That's where you sat. And uh, the rudder, small little rudder, it was like 28 inches wide. And, and uh, yeah, so there was no uh, pedal drives. I was using paddles. and yep. Yeah, 2013. Luis? Um, yeah, 2013 as well. Uh, it's been about nine years now since I've been kayak fishing. Yep. Uh, I started off with a uh, pelican, and it all started. It all started with a kayak meet. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard of a uh, Just Us Kayak Fishing Group. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, with uh, Ruby Lugo and uh, Jillian Lugo. So uh, you know they the Facebook they made a page, and you know I started following them their page, and they used to have a lot of uh, kayak uh, meets. So I ended up going over there, and you know I, that's where I met Chris Castro. Uh, yep. I met a lot of uh, guys, you know, that are well known here in the kayak community. That that's where I met them, and I started off with the Pelican, uh, twelve footer. You know, uh, started off with that. Had that one for about a year, and then I moved up to a uh, a Perception, and then I kept that Perception, but I picked up a Vibe Vibe kayaks. I had the uh, white and black uh, Vibe. Uh, that one was actually took that one offshore, and that was my first turtle and the surf. I turtled on that oh, kayak yeah. <laughs> uh, with the vibe. And a matter of fact, Chris was there to witness it. <laughs> yeah, Chris Castro was there to witness it. He just looked at me and laughed, and uh, I just, you know, I got back up, started pedaling my heart out, and I made it out. But uh, yeah, that was my third kayak, and then from there, I went to an ocean kayak, the Trident Thirteen. And then uh, I kept that one for about three years, uh, decided to sell it to upgrade to a Trident 15. So now I have the Trident 15 and I ended up selling my Pelican to get the vibe. And then 
I sold the Vibe to get the Trident 13, and then I sold the Trident 13 to get the Trident 15, and then I still have the Trident 15 right now, and then I have the uh, Predator, the PDL, and yes. the, I'm, getting, I'm waiting on my autopilot now. You're getting autopilot, sweet. How long you been with Old Town on 13? Uh, two years. Two years? Cool. Yeah, yeah, two years. Yep. I also started in 2013 <clears throat> just because I wanted to... Um, I would surf. I would walk into spots around Packery Flats before I surfed in the morning just to catch a few fish to bring home to cook. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a kayak. So I started out in Perception, a caster 13.5, big yellow boat with a, you know, you got your ass wet and all that good stuff. Um, I did some black fade on the nose and the and the stern and everybody. I would car top on a little uh, Toyota Matrix. <laughs> and everybody wow. calls it, called it the bruised banana. The guys that work like, oh, man, you got a bruised banana on top of your car. So, yeah, it all started with car topping, you know, and then I had a feel, feel free um, lure 11.5. I had a little motor on it for a while. Then I got in some, then I got into Jackson's in about 2017. Um, Cuda 12 was my first boat with Jackson. And then I joined their team in 18 um, and moved on up the ranks. I'm in the, on their factory team now and their team manager for the South and the Southeast regions. So congratulations. It, it's, it's good stuff to go um, to see the progression. You know, and get into this industry because I did start out bass fishing as a kid. I fished some trails and, you know, some of the the bass, you know, Autumn Hall River in Southeast Georgia. I fished some of the tournaments down there, and I just and I would ride around the neighborhood ponds. Um, and then we had inshore waters there, but the tidal difference is just insane. You know, you get six, seven foot tide swings there, and you can't wade fish. So that was a, a new thing for me when I moved to Texas. I know I've said it in some articles and stuff before. Is that you know, I was like, oh, crap, man, people are walking in and wait. They're fishing out here. They're like out there in like stomach deep water. And then once I figured that out, I was like, man, I'm on this, <laughs> you know, and then I got a kayak because I wanted to extend my range, you know, just like everybody does. And then once you find out, oh, there's tournaments for real. OK. And then I found out, oh, there's bass tournaments. OK, I'm going to start bass fishing again. So I started bass fishing again in 2018 um, out of a kayak. You know, I didn't really do it until then. So uh, it's been quite, quite a fun journey, you know. Pretty good stuff. What's up, Ram Garcia? Yeah. Spool Life Live in the house, y'all. Y'all don't uh, know? Go check his out. His show. What's going on, Ram? Rhyme, yo. <laughs> yeah, Ram. Ram, Ram. <laughs> Fellow Jackson Kayak team member right there. What's up? Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so, kind of wrapping up on this, I got a I got a question for all of y'all. I know we brought it up in our little group chat leading up to this. The next tournament is on Memorial Day weekend on Sunday, May 29th. And we think about the stuff we've had happen with the boats just during the regular weekends. Think about it that weekend. What do do y'all think about that? (laughs) Seclusion, 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 seclusion. The the, the only thing we got going for us is the weigh-in is on Sunday evening. Which everybody won't be trying to get off the island until Monday. But the holidays on Monday. Yeah. I'm going through Corpus. Yeah, I'm fishing somewhere down there for sure. Yeah, I think the traffic jam and the boat jam will be mainly on. Well, there's going to be Sunday, but mainly on Monday because people gonna get drunk off. Saturday night. Oh yeah, be late to launch. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I'm just yeah. saying the traffic coming in to get to the boat, the the, the pavilion there, is going to be pretty tough. You know, and I'm like yeah. I'm trying to think of options there. I know I know where I want to fish. There's a couple spots, but man, that that's a tough weekend to have a tournament. I just. I know some bass guys have, have had tournaments on those weekends, and it's just been a complete nightmare with the wakeboard boats, the wake surfing boats that throw like a four-foot wave at you. And I just know the traffic, and I know people. Memorial Day holiday, that's the first holiday for the summer. Everybody that hadn't ran their boat in, all year since you know winter is out there trying to start the motor and run around and getting drunk and all that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. 
Inclusion is the key. Yes, for sure. Getting away from everything if you can. Um, obviously, uh, being being at being the Corpus Roads and JFK Causeways and the ferries. Uh, so, uh, giving yourself a lot of time, not to hurry. Yes. Don't want no one getting into big accidents just to get True. your way. Time. I I was going to make a suggestion. Maybe they may move the way until four o'clock. Yeah. Yep. That, that would help a whole lot. I've actually text Ron. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that might for sure. Out. You know, it's safety reasons, really. Uh, you know, obviously three o'clock is rushing, but you know, if you just give yourself time, you're okay. But you got to consider the traffic. You got to consider. Uh, you don't want to be in a hurry, slowing down. Um, and for people who are fishing on the other side, I, I don't know. Uh, I've heard some pretty horrible stories about how far the, the to cross the ferry. Um, so oh, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't recommend that. But again. Everybody last year in the uh, last tournament of the season, we actually drove around through Corpus and made it faster than going across the ferry, and we placed <laughs> second. In I that. believe, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yep. I believe. That. I, I don't yep. I don't stand in line for nothing anymore. Right, for sure. Yeah, it's props to Tombo for still being out on the water, laying a hammer down. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In, so, in uh, the AR, AARP phase of his life. <laughs> <laughs> So how long hey, been, I just uh, turned 50 in December, so I'm getting on up there, but I'm not quite as up there as you there, Tombo. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be fishing when I'm 70, I guarantee you. Damn that. skippy. That's all I can say. If I'm still doing it in a kayak at 70, you're doing something I'm, right. That's all I'm Yeah, about. exactly. <laughs> so how long have you been kayaking, Tombo? Um, I stopped counting at 20. Yeah. <laughs> My wife uh, introduced me to kayaking through a uh, little extension course at LSU. You know, they do little things, and Wilderness system came out to a lake in Baton Rouge, and yep, that's like some you know, the, the original ride. And my first kayak, I thought I wanted to go with my brother, so I bought an Ocean Kayak Cabo. First time I took that out to Goose Island State Park, flipped that thing in a blink of an eye. Dang. Well, Brian just chimed in. Uh, sorry, guys, just, just getting right. off work. Well, if you're off work and you're in your vehicle, just pull over real quick and jump on on your cell phone, and I'll see you and I'll throw you in if you got a chance. Do it. Go ahead, Tom. It, it just in the, in the early '90s when I started, and then, uh, but like I say, the equipment I had, I had a Wilderness Freedom, which is a nice touring kayak. You can bolt the rod holder to it somewhere. People would ask me about, you know, what, what kayak to get us. I, I don't know. I've had the same one for ten years. You had to ask. Them <laughs> yeah. Because they're keeping up with the latest and greatest. For sure. Yeah. Jimmy Nguyen said, what's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? What's going on? Yep. What's going on, brother? Right on. Yeah, man. We've been in a while. Not as long as you, Tom O. But, yeah. Uh, Kai fishing is just something special, man. You know, it's uh, you're, you're closer to the action than you are in a boat. Um, you're not spooking the fish like you are when you're waiting and crunching over shell and stirring up the sediment in the water and all that good stuff. You just... You see so many neat things on the water. It's just, it's hard to explain. You know, oh, yeah. If you haven't experienced this, it's hard to explain because I don't know what else I compare it to. Because, I mean, I love skateboard, love surf, love snowboard, it, it, love it, ride BMX and all that good stuff. But it, I'm an adrenaline junkie, but kayak fishing just hits all the, hits all, hits all the it's spots. Not, it's not could you go, but should you go, you know? Yeah. Drift and offshore over, is just a different beast altogether. Drift over a oh yeah, here and then that, that's it. You know, yeah. I ain't going there. No oh way. yeah, I think I think it's just a piece that you experience. 
being so close to the water without having to worry about, you know, your engine starting, your batteries, you know, uh, anything else going on in a boat, uh, you know, the trailer, the, you know, the maintenance on a boat that it requires. Bust out another thousand BOA. Yeah, big time, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, right. That's what boat stands for. Bust out. Sure does. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get home, you rinse it off, you put it away and you're done. You don't worry about maintenance. Yeah, uh, there's no. a little care to do. I mean, like on the motors yeah. and stuff, there is some stuff involved. But like, I mean, the four, the four or three I'm running, I've had for four years, and I beat the fool out of that little motor. Wow. I you know. I, I did not do any maintenance Sunday evening. I I went to bed. <laughs> the, 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 let the mud stay where it was. I did not care. Yeah. I was yeah. beat, but I was happy. Beat. Yeah. 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 Same here, man. I got home. I left everything salty. I had to be at work at four in the morning. Same yeah, here. Monday. I had to be on day shift. Yeah. I had to be oh right yeah, I was on day shift. Yep. Yeah. So I'm up. So I'm up by three o'clock. Yep. So uh, yeah, I didn't worry about anything till I got off of work Monday afternoon, man. What's tough is coming off yeah. graveyards and going straight to fish a tournament and then yep, going exactly. back to work that same night. So <laughs> so the so on May 29th, the the next tournament, I'm actually going to be on nights that Saturday night, so I won't be at the captain's meeting. Same. So I'm going to come. I'm going to come off of nights. And just you know, go fish. straight fishing tournament. Yep. So I was going to touch on something, uh, Dustin, about the. Um, so I was trying to use the Zell app today. I don't know if you ever get in contact with Ron Henny. Uh, he would said we could use the Zell app to register on without having to attend the captains meeting. But I, I tried to use the Zell today, but it said that um, uh, something about what I think it was something about that uh, it could go through. Hmm. Uh, so, I just paid straight through the website. It was all good. Okay. So yeah, maybe I'll yeah. get with you after this. And then call call Lauren to, to enter the big fish pot, and she'll take your card number over the phone when you call her. Okay. If you're okay with that, she'll do that. Well, I, I wanted to probably go on the web. Somebody did tell me to go to the website or use Zelle. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do either one. Also, um, just to add to uh, piggyback off of what Lewis was saying earlier uh, about kayaks and uh I think my second kayak was a uh, uh, pro angler 14 and uh, I got to learn a lot about it, but uh, it was just too heavy, too big. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people have them and they're great, but I needed something that was just a little bit less, uh, uh, less heavy. That was the 14. Yeah. The 14. Yeah. That's a big boat. Um, yeah. A lot of tournament bass anglers fish out of those, you know, like my, my, my boat is a 13 nine. I fish out of a big rig FD. And then our new boat, the NAR is 13.9 also. Right. Um, that's going to be an interesting I'm, – I'm kind of yeah. interested to see how how uh, how things go with the NAR. I've been kind of keeping an eye on it. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's a new, there's always something new, some 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 new innovation, some new technology. Oh, and yeah. There's definitely some stuff up. coming out. ICAST will be coming up in July, and I'm sure some of the other manufacturers will have something there for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did Brian yeah, – yeah. Oscar, so, Oscar, I, I got a Lynx just because of that weight factor. Yeah, that's a great little boat. Those things handle oh, pretty yeah. well too. I believe them props. Yeah, I tried that Lynx uh, when I went to ICAST uh, <clears throat> last year, and uh, yeah, I was on that. I did the Lynx because they just came out with it. So yeah, that Lynx is super light. Uh, I really and it turned on the dime. It really turned sharp. I like mm -hmm. the idea that it turned quick. Uh, but crossing the ICWs, how does that handle, Tom, crossing bigger uh, bigger swells? 
uh, water comes over the bow and it goes right down through the mirage drive hole. It, everything is tapered towards the mirage drive. Okay. And I saw a guy that's uh, does Navarre fishing and he goes offshore in his links. <laughs> but, wow. but Sunday was, you know, when I'm going out and back, I'm getting broadside by the, uh, so it's kicking. But I was on the, on the wind blowing shore. Yeah. Okay. And then it was fun going out and it, oh, dark, nothing. And then getting bright. A little light, little lighter winds earlier in the morning. And yes, it, it was. And then way back, I would just kind of lean into it, but the water yeah. was right over top of it and gone. So uh, yeah, the water was, a, the tide was a lot lower Sunday morning than I expected because it had been running about a foot and a half higher where I fished. Yep. It yeah, was, it was, it was real low in the morning and, uh, because yep. my mirage, my, my not my mirage, my PDA was hitting. It was barely touching the ground. Yep. So, uh, but then the tide did come up, though. It did come eventually. in quick. Oh yeah, it came in quick. I yeah, think that surprised so, a lot of people, to be honest. Yes, with you. I think that threw a lot of people for a loop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that low tide in the morning kind of caught me off guard. Mm -hmm. I expected it to be high, but other than that, yeah, it uh, picked up pretty quick, and yep. yeah, wind picked up pretty quick uh, yeah, within yeah, yeah, around yeah. nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah, thirty is going eighteen where I was at. Oh yeah, yep. so that's what got the big fish moving for me, and like They're I said, moving. over those pockets and grass, and I was able to get them. And this is actually the the floral that I use right here. Yep. Uh, it's so called Floral Shield. Yep. It's only uh like ten bucks, eleven bucks at Academy. So uh, yeah, you can find it there, and uh, that's what I use, and I like it because it stretches. Yep, get a little stretch, a little uh, absorption yeah. of the head shakes. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, them Laguna exactly. fish are bad. They'll dig in that they grass do. and they'll shake their oh, head, yeah. especially if you're throwing something with a treble hook. They'll rip it out. No problem. Yep. Oh, yeah. Laguna fish are so, mean. They're, they're mean. Yeah, yeah. Mean they're feisty. Yes, they so, are, for uh, sure. You know, Shannon Kennedy, the, the contest that she's associated with, like Rockport Fishing Community. Yeah, she's on right now, too. Yeah. They got something. They got one coming up here pretty quick, don't they? June 9th, I believe. Yes, July 11th. July, July 11th, Rockport Fishing Club, yeah. And then, then when they had their uh, contest last uh, month, it was the opposite. There was no water. And I June 11th, sorry. I'm trying, trying to fight that going offshore, and I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Look back to the shoreline, is, you know, it's a hard sand bottom. I just went back there and walked away. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a nice little breeze, and I just looked at it. I could not go anywhere. And then this one was like water everywhere. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. For everybody listening that wants to uh, info on the, uh, the PRL, there's the website right there. Professional league.com. Y'all go check it out. Uh, the single man kayak, it runs on Sunday. Um, hundred dollar <clears throat> entry fee. There's a hundred dollar membership fee, a one-time fee at that. And then $50 big fish for the, for the tournament there. Y'all go check that out. Um, also, does, if y'all would like to follow the guys and put that up there and scroll that across the bottom. That's all their Instagram accounts there. Follow them up. Does anybody have any questions? Yeah, and if anybody has any questions, for sure. Uh, I, I scrolled been. through some stuff earlier. Uh, Shannon Sawyer says June 11th for the uh, for the t next tournament, Rockport Fish Community and Club. Check it out. Second annual Who's Your Daddy tournament on June 11th. Sounds good. Um, I'll be there be around for that. That's a two yeah. redfish uh, live way in, I believe. Also, yes, Shannon can uh, post that up real quick. I'll let him know. Yep. Is it Brian Ricker said, Luis, you're, you're his hero. 
and I wish he was able to jump on and give us a little insight too. I know he fished Laguna and, and had some solid fish. He had two over eight pounds. He had eight, five, seven, and another one that was right at eight pounds. Um, and then uh, Texas Rattler, you know, always been donating to the Rockport Fish Community Club. Good stuff, the monthly tournaments. Uh, Rex's a good guy. He's donating to uh, the online tournament that uh, Chasing the Tide, Paddle of Finn, along with Three Bills, has going on now. Uh, running through the end of the month, uh, three trout, two redfish, aggregate stringer. Tombo's in that too. You didn't post no fish from the other day. You you could have posted those. What happened, Tombo? You forgot? I um uh, I kept it simple. I you know trying yeah. to didn't want to have to deal. I know I forgot to measure my my twenty seven and a half. I measured my big one and then I forgot the other one. Same. Got a good trout worry, the other Tombo. before work. Got twenty four and a half before work the other day. Don't worry, Tombo. I included you in my pictures. There you go. Hey, and Shannon's got a question too. She says, "How do you choose the color of your soft plastics?" Uh, who's that question for? All of us. Luis, go ahead. All of us. Okay. So, usually, if I'm fishing, I normally don't fish chocolate milk water. Uh, you know, Laguna. It pretty clear water. Yeah. Uh, unless we get a northern, it'll turn that water and it'll make it dirty. Yes. But uh, for the most part, it's clear. So if I'm fishing clear water, I'll use lures like, uh, natural. you know, like like not natural colors like yep. this one. Let's see, so for colors like this, like you know, this one right here is called uh, the oh, That's this the is the one gold, gold right? second. Yeah, bone and gold right here. That's you know, I use this right color. Smells. Oh yeah. Uh, garlic dipping, Johnny Green. That's right. Dip so yeah, in, just dip your bread in it when you're on the water. Yeah, it tastes good. Yeah, light colors. So that one, uh, chicken on a chain works great. Um, yep. You know anything that's white, chartreuse or orange works great. Now I'm fishing chocolate milk water. I'll use dark colors like uh, you know, midnight, yeah, uh, morning glory, uh, morning glory, yeah. uh, purple rain down south, stuff yep. like that. So. Chocolate milk water, darker colors, clear water, lighter colors, you know, and that's what I go by. Uh, you know, everybody's different, though. Some people yep. can say, well, I use, you know, this This works for me. So it's personal preference, but that's what for sure. I use. So uh, I don't know about Oscar or Tombo. Oscar, what you got? Go ahead, Tom. Oscar. Go ahead, Tombo. There you go. Uh, I, it's, everything I use has chartreuse on it. Yeah. Everything. And then... The only thing I'll really change is the size of lure. And this time of the other year, I'm downsizing to it. It's as small as I can stick on that hook. Especially in the back marsh with the small men, Hayden and Shad right now. Definitely. There was a lot there was a lot of uh, really small men Hayden being hammered when we yep. had the campus meeting right behind there. That's like yep. the schools of them. So but uh, thankfully where I was, that wasn't the case. Yeah, it makes it tough when there's all, so much bait. You know, I had to move back out of areas that had a lot of bait. Um, and I did try to match the hatch. The water was, uh, you know, kind of green, you know, in between, you know. So I, I chose a gold, a little bit of flash. I had some clouds in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I did on the wake bait, I threw one that has an olive back. It's got a little darker profile on the back, but it still have some flash on the side from the gold and the pearl on the belly. And they were really keying in on that. So that's why I threw that all day. Um, but you know, plastic-wise, it was a baby bass color, and they were they were keyed in on it. But for some reason, 
that smaller profile weight bait was doing all the work, you know, for me. Oscar, what you got? Plastic. Well, if anything I could say to start with is, um, you know, you want to have a good lure. When you want a soft plastic that you have a lot of confidence in, that's probably the key to the whole thing. If you, you pick one color, there's so many colors, so many varieties, but pick one that, that you use and you have confidence in that color. And, uh, you know, as far as water clarity goes, obviously you're going to throw something, you know, that has chartreuse tails that like Tom said, I agree with Tom about chartreuse tails, but, um, I think confidence in what you're casting is probably 80% uh, of the game because in your mind, you know, you have to believe that that lure you're throwing is going to catch something. And uh, so, you know, the colors do play a role, but I mean, you know, if you can tell yourself that that's the, your favorite lure and you've casted that over and over now and you've caught a lot of fish on it, you're going to throw it. That's going to be your go-to. Sure. So I would find one go-to that you like throwing and mm -hmm. uh, and get good at it. You know, practice it. Go to a swimming pool. Watch what you're doing. See your mistakes you're making. Are you raising it up too high? Are you letting it? Are you swimming it? Are you dropping it? You know, because most of them will strike on the drop. Yep. You know, so kind of kind of work with that one lure, master it, and then 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 you're ready to start trying different colors after that. For sure. Well, it depends on water clarity, and cloud, sun, that kind of plays into factor. So I'll always have something dark. I'll have something natural like a pure chicken or something like that, baby bass. And I'll have something light, like a bone in silver, bone in gold, or a white ice. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, or I'll have like a green pumpkin with a lime truce tail and a, you know, morning glory. And then a red with a white tail for dirty water. You know, it all depends on. But I've caught fish on red and white in super clear water, too. So it's yeah. just like... I mean there's different kind of, times for different things, for sure. We're, we're at a different level, too, guys, you know, as far as where we're at, as far as that goes. You're you're talking, let's say you're talking to a newbie. Well, he's going to be really, really concentrating on, on getting his, just to fish it correctly. That may be a key, too, is just want to make sure you're fishing it correctly. Some fish it too fast. True. True. Uh, fish, it, fish it above, right up. So find the water column is important, too, is finding the water column, yep. you know down are they middle are they up higher obviously in the morning you know you can you can rip your uh, soft plastics a little higher in the morning because the fish are up high feeding but whereas the sun comes out it may be a little lower so you may want to slow it down a little and bit they may back off to the deeper sand pockets yeah. they may pull yeah. off of the reef and back off to the to the right. crash right. channels and all that good stuff matt murphy's what's in the house what's up there brother uh, good what's going on matt this evening now what's going on uh matt how are you i'd have winded down here was trying to hang on for uh richter to jump on here but unfortunately he had to work a little late uh sorry about that but yeah we got everybody else in the house uh you know from the top six there uh you know good stuff there um you know with the tournament you know we got the next one coming up uh may 29th that's a so, uh, memorial day weekend for sure so what are y'all gonna do different than y'all did this tournament, this past tournament. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fish somewhere closer. <laughs> okay. What about you, Oscar? Definitely. Um, yeah, I think I think Dustin's uh, on target about that answer. I, I believe that because that's what I was telling you earlier. Seclusion, close seclusion yep. is the, is the name of the game to me. Close seclusion. 
It'd be secluded, but close. So, and getting your fish yeah. early before the boats get everywhere. That's going to mm -hmm. be key. If there isn't yeah, yeah. any boats around, you get your fish early. For right. Sure. And obviously, the uh, live well, I'm learning about yeah. how not to uh, drag fish too, too fast. Uh, get your live well ready and prepped before you get to it. Uh, have your fish set apart farther. So, so there's a lot of little, uh, that's why I tell people, it's the little things yep. that make the difference. So, Frozen oh, yeah. ice bottles won't go a long way. Yeah, there water. you go. That, yep, that's it. Or just keeping that water 10 pound bag of ice in there because it won't hurt them redfish anyway. <laughs> yeah. <Got it. laughs> keeping that water hurt. cool. Yep. Keep yep. it cool. Keeping that water cool. The fish are stressed in the hotter months. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. I definitely sure. got to beat you next time, Dustin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm coming in hot next time. We'll have some big know, ones next man. time. I'm going to have one more big one. I have one this time. I just need a one more. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So For sure. What day. about you, Tombo? I'm a fish same place. If any yeah. broke, I ain't fixing it. But this yeah. little bottle here, after, as soon as I finish with it, it's going to be have water in. So I'm sticking my freezer. Yep. Uh, Got to catch fish first, but I'll, I'll stick that in there in, in early in the morning. Get the water cool. Not too bad right now. Yeah, yeah that's what I did. That's what I did when I got. Yeah, when I got to the launch, I uh got my my buckets of water, put them in my cooler, my well, my live well, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I uh, put I had three frozen bottles of water that yeah. I put in there. So and plus my G juice so yeah the water the salt water the g juice and the three frozen bottles of water had that water chilling while i was fishing came back put my fish in there turned my aerators on and they stayed alive they stayed lively that's so, be a good subject to talk about in the future you know yeah i might have I, to, we might have to have do a podcast episode of uh of fish care yeah, we can I've, do that. It would actually go up. On, on I've lost a lot of money because my fish died. Yep, half pound to hurt you, or, or one pound. Oh, yeah. Two dead fish. And, uh, and Rex said he'd like to see flounder come back as a as a bonus fish. And kind of turn this. Half pound bit, half what pound do you think? Me, so, yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. And then, it happened, and then it happened to me over at uh, with Matt Murphy's tournament last year. I had a yeah, I had a fish down me, but it, it wouldn't have made any difference if it stayed alive. I wasn't up in the top three. But Oh, yeah. Just to learn, you know. It's yeah, a, lessons to learn. You learn. That's how you learn, yeah. you know. Yep. yep. Yeah, this you know, tournament. Yeah, this tournament. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, if you've never used a live well, that's definitely something to, to get, you know, figure out, you know, saying. Yep. You know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, because in this tournament, live and dead fish makes a big difference. It made a big difference. Yeah, it made a difference. You know, it dropped some people from, you know, from fifth place all the way to six or six to seven. Yep. Yeah. So that half a pound or a pound that, you know, it makes a difference. So yeah, it does. Sure uh, you know, something about the tournaments I, I do like, I like, I like more chances to win money. So I like side pots, even if it's 25 bucks, do us a spot pot. That's why I told Ron, do a spot pot for us, man. We can bring three fish in. Anybody can win that one. Yeah. I know that's up for it. That's just an extra chance to win some money, you know, on, yep. on top of the big fish, you know, big red fish. You know, or have a trout side pot. Bring a trout in. Take some trout. I, I didn't enter the big redfish side pot because I was not seeing heavy fish. Yeah, I get long fish, but not but not heavy. I was not into yeah. it. Good point. I didn't enter the the, the big red because I wasn't pre fishing. I wasn't catching anything big. So well, uh, I, 
I always enter the side pots because you, <laughs> yep. you never know. Yep. You never know. Because if not, you're going to miss out sometimes. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So, so yeah. I mean, it, it was only 50 bucks. So, yeah. Matt <laughs> said, if a spot pot, go for the sprinkles. <laughs> Winners <laughs> get sprinkles. And then a blackjack red to our flounder and side pot idea. So, yeah, Shannon's going to do that. I like to, I like to see flounder come back too. I like I like flounder being a fish because a lot of areas I'm at, you know, flounder are around the around there. You know, I can't a lot catch of places it. I'm catching redfish. I'm catching flounder. I call full flounder on a, on a wake bait Sunday. So yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Nice. They'll come up and slam it when you when you're just slow burning it. Yeah. Sure will. Oh yeah. They will eat it. Cool. They like them. So. Well, any other questions? Yeah, any other? No, we got no more now. Uh, just trying to. See what's going on. Um, Shannon said, thanks for lending her a fish bag at the ACK tourney, Oscar. Uh, she's welcome. She's very welcome. Good stuff all around. I, man, I really appreciate y'all taking the time to come on here and uh, hang out on uh, uh, Chasing the Tide Live tonight, man. It's good stuff. And, uh, you know, I hope to have y'all back on again. I'm going to try to make this a regular thing. Uh, I know the bass side, we have a show that does this. And recaps all the bass um, bass tournaments and has you know, the winners and all that stuff on. So we're gonna try to make this a regular thing and bring all the the, the podium finishers on uh, on Chase the Tide to do a live feed the Thursday after the tournament or Wednesday, whichever however it works out. This week it happened to be a Thursday, but yeah, I think we're gonna try to make this a regular thing. I may not be in that next uh, top six, so I'll listen. Oh yeah, there you go. I appreciate yep. it, man. Thank y'all. Yep. Thanks, thanks to everybody. Without the listeners, this I mean, wouldn't be possible, anyways. You know. Yep. Um, I may not be in that top six either, so but yeah. I'll still be listening. You know. You know. Never know. Have, we have anyway, quite a few Texas uh, saltwater kayak fishing podcasts out there, and, and anybody that listens to them or listens to us, you know, we we thank y'all for listening. You know, we definitely can't do it without the support of the listeners. So appreciate that. There's another contest coming up that you guys can't enter. What's that? Hobie contest. The Hobie Owners Tournament. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't, and that's a shotgun start too. So that's pretty cool. And that's, yeah. is that going to be out of the same spot? The Aransas, uh, Aransas Chandler's, Chandler's Landing in, in Aransas Pass. Oh, Chandler's Landing. Okay. And, and I got to give Aransas Pass props for what they did with that place out there. They used to have sunken shrimp boats and dilapidated buildings, and they they really just stepped up. That's a nice place. It has a walkway around that yeah. whole place, new roads, new businesses, and everything out there feel safe out there too yeah right on well that's cool what date is that that's uh mike morales from fin factory with the hobies owner tournament that, that is that coming is up the, here pretty the, soon around the 2021 whatever that weekend is and then uh it, it's weird to see the shotgun start and a whole bunch of people paddling away and then kayak fishing texas also has one coming up um on june the 5th yes june the 5th they're uh oh, pass a hook and ladder proof Brew pub. I cannot repeat my win because I will be in Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> nice. so I'm pretty bummed about that one because I smashed that one last year. It's pretty damn, pretty damn good. Though. I got, I got to know about that one. I got to look that online. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one to enter. Uh, I think Kyle Maniac runs out. Win some money. What's yeah, the name? That'll of be a fun one. It's Kyle Maniac. Kyle Maniac. Good times. Yep. Texas. Kayak fishing Texas Facebook group. Kyle Manic and all the guys put on the put on yeah, a good tournament. Yeah, they, yep, they, they sure do. Yeah, they, they held it right there by right across the street from H E B at that uh yep. that hook and ladder brew pub. Okay. Yep. yep. It'll be there Saturday, June fifth or the sixth, whichever that day that is. Yep. Um I believe it's the fifth. Right. My birthday. Look real quick. <laughs> yeah. 
Saturday, June the fourth. Sorry, fourth. June okay. the fourth. Yeah. Oh, Sunday's birthday. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh, y'all, y'all go give them a follow on their page and check it out. And then, uh, man, I thank y'all for uh, coming on tonight. I want to give y'all opportunity to, you know, give some shout outs or whatever. Um, Oscar, go ahead if you got anything. Anybody you want to thank? Sponsors or anything? Let it rip. Um, yeah, uh, Ruben Rodriguez, Redfish Nation, they'll be out at the uh, Rockport <clears throat> Expo uh, Memorial Day weekend. He'll have his booth set up with all his Redfish Nation gear. So uh, anybody interested in their gear, uh, they can go out and see uh, all his uh, latest uh, apparel, caps, shirts, uh, and uh, face buffs, gloves. Um, so yeah, get with uh, Ruben when you get out there and the uh, that's the one I think Rex Hoyt is uh, yeah. the director. Yes. And uh, there'll be yeah. a lot of uh, other, um, you know, uh, you know, fishing vendors uh, out there. So it'll be something to do for people who want something to do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, also. Fourth uh, annual, too. Fourth. Yeah. Four years uh, they've been doing yeah, this. That's right. Port fishing uh, Expo. Fourth annual. Correct. Um, and then Stealth Rod Holders. Uh, they've always been supported. Uh, me and Lewis, we're both uh, both staffers for Stealth. And then my... Uh, my last one is uh, Texas Power Paddle. They've they've stuck with me through thick and thin. They've went through hard times, but you know they're it's for I'm a shallow water fisherman, so fishing shallow it it works for me, uh, yep. especially super shallow. I can get those in like five inches of water, uh, and so you know there's pros and cons to each uh, each electric motor. Uh, so uh, other than that, I'd like to thank Dustin for uh, getting this group together. It wasn't easy to contact all the winners. <laughs> <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you. Bless you. Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, that's something that he enjoys doing. Uh, I can see the passion that he has to uh, to do this and to uh, to fish fresh and salt water. So oh, thank yeah. you, Dustin. Appreciate it. Yes, you sir. Know, for getting this group together, and that's right all on. I have. Cool all deal, right. Tombo. Um, I think the most important thing I'm gonna pass on is exposure to the sun. I got a. I got a nice scar going down the side of my face because of that. I have a picture in my my phone, but it'll freak out some people, so I don't show anybody. But I cover mm-hmm. up. Most most exposure I had was when I worked on a, a loading rack. Yes, twenty something tested it. Then exposure is exposure. I don't care where you get from. So when you see me, I'm I'm bundled up to the hilt. Yes, sir. I don't go through that again. I don't think so. Yeah. I wouldn't want to either. So anybody got any questions about me, email me, and I, I'll tell you what I do. And then, it's, you know, start young covering up because it's cumulative, I think, the whole thing. That's all. Good point. Good point, Tom. Thank you. Yes, sir. Luis? All right. So, yeah, I want to thank, uh, you know, Old Town Canoes and Kayaks. Uh, they've been very supportive for the last two years. Uh, still with the rod holders, you know, them, them as well, they're right behind, you know, they, uh, they invited me and Oscar to, uh, what is it called? ICAST last year, you know, and, uh, they didn't have to do that, but, you know, they, they paid to go over there for us to go over there and be an ICAST and I think be at their booth, you know, I think we were there, what, two or three days? Two or three days, yeah. Yeah, two or three I- days, so, uh. I want to thank them, you know, for all the support and stuff. Uh, St. Croix Rods, you know, they sending me rods. And I just really actually got on with them, like, maybe, like, three weeks ago. So I want to thank them. Uh, you know, I've, I've been using their rods for the last nine years. I've been kayaking. So it's, it's you know, I've been repping them a while now. 
Uh, and then I want to thank you, Dustin, you know, uh, for allowing us to come on here and, you know, do a recap of, you know, the professional Redfish League. You know, that, that means a lot. Uh, you. you know, uh, hopefully we can do some more. You know, yeah, talk a about exposure, a, you know, get a somewhat more exposure of yes, uh, li live well to keep your fish alive because that does make a big difference yes, in these tournaments. And uh, it was good to see you smile, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm learning. Yeah, man. yeah, learning. yeah. So, hey, but I'm glad you asked me about that, you know, because you had did it how you said you didn't put your water till after you got back to the truck. So, that water, man, that water was real warm when we got back because that water had. Was already not heated up. Yep. Yeah, that that's what. I didn't put my water back into the live well till I returned. Oh, yeah. After I was through fish, so I knew that that's one thing I won't do again. Uh, I'll have that water ready and cold when I get yep. to the truck, and I'll have uh, aerators going, and so uh, you know, and that'll save me time to have, and then having to scoop up water and trying to get it as deep as I can. But you can only yep. go so deep to get cool water. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm learning. It's a learning, yeah, learning experience. experience. Learning experience. I, I tell people every so, uh, day, if you haven't learned anything when you fish, then, then you're not fishing. True. That's right. You know, Joe Arthur said he's yep. sorry he's at work. He couldn't make it on, but uh, see you guys at the next uh, PRL on Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> Hope All you're right. fishing closer, Joe. If not, it's going to be a limited time. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, definitely uh, fishing closer for sure. Yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah, I just want to thank them guys and you, Dustin, and uh, Mm, that's all I really got, man. Uh, right on. I guess we'll see y'all uh, at the next tournament. See y'all at the next uh, straight off a of great. I know I'll be uh, a. <laughs> oh yeah, same here. So I'll be yeah. on vacation this weekend and uh, come back next week and start getting back to work. Start yep. uh, you know fishing and trying Doing out new areas yep. and uh, free fishing in and get ready for that big day, 29th. Uh, that's about yep. what three weeks from now. Yep, three weeks, so, 10 uh, four. But yeah, yep. thank you all for coming sure. on, uh, taking time out of your evening. And uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in to watch. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate everybody watching. And like yes, I said, if you have any questions, uh, just follow me on uh, Instagram or message me or Facebook or uh, my email or whatever, you know. So that's it. That. All right, fellas, I appreciate it. And uh, that's it. Chase the Tide out. We gone. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. 
If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.